I'm Pete McCall. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the All About Fitness Podcast. Now, this episode is going to be a quick fit tip. Normally, I use quick fit tips to set up a series of following interviews. For example, I might do a quick fit tip about nutrition and then interview a couple experts in the field of nutrition. Or I might do a quick fit tip on the benefits of strength training, then interview a couple experts from that field. But for this quick fit tip, I'm sharing with you a blog that I recently wrote because it's great information. The goal of the All About Fitness podcast is to help you learn how to use exercise to enhance your quality of life. Now, part of that too is to help you learn how to use exercise to extend the lifespan. That's my area of focus. I'm a fitness educator. I, I do research. I work with companies like Nautilus and Stairmaster. I work with personal trainer certification organizations. And what I do is I do research and I develop education programs used by personal trainers around the world. So on the All About Fitness podcast, I try to bring you some of the best research-based information to help you learn how to use exercise to enhance your quality of life and extend your lifespan. My new book, Ageless Intensity, teaches you exactly how to do that. Ageless Intensity, I'll say that again, Ageless Intensity, Effective Workouts to Slow the Aging Process, will be out in August. And it goes through the science of how high-intensity exercise can slow down aging. You can find more information. I'll have a link down to down below in the uh, show notes for the book. But what I want to read to you today, and I'm going to read this from a blog that I wrote recently on PeteMcCallFitness.com. You can go to my website. I have a bunch of blogs up there. And what I do every now and then on the quick fit tips is I just share one of my blogs with you because I want you to be able to listen to it. I know you don't have time to always read blogs, but I want you to be able to listen to it and be able to apply the information to your own workouts. This blog is about periodization. The blog is titled, How to Plan Your Exercise Programs with Periodization. I'm going to read you from it. I might make a few comments as we go. So here we go. Insanity equals repeating the same thing over and over again, yet expecting different results. Not necessarily the best name for an exercise program, but whatever. Back to the blog. Here's the catch-22 with exercise. Some consistency is required for making the changes that you want to your body. You have to be consistent. However, after about six to eight weeks of doing the same workouts, your muscles could stop adapting. There's a lot of variability in there. It could be six weeks, it could be 14 weeks. But the point is, after a period of time of doing the same workouts, your muscles stop adapting. Back to the blog. The longer you follow the same exercise program, the greater risk of hitting a plateau. This blog will help you understand how to plan your exercise programs so that you can get the results that you want by applying the science of periodization. Periodization is the science of results. It refers to a structured workout program which alternates between periods of high, moderate, and low intensity exercise in order to maximize the benefits of rest and recovery. It's the body's ability to rest and recover after exercise which can determine long-term success in adopting to the physical demands of the workout. And keep in mind, side note, me speaking right here, when you exercise, you're applying physical stress to your body. Whether you're running, that's cardiorespiratory stress, and there's still stress on the muscles, weightlifting, whatever type of exercise you're doing, that's stress to the body. Rest is when your body is recovering from that stress. Nutrition helps your body fuel so the tissues can get better at doing the the, the work required by the stress. So periodization is about alternating intensities between high, low, and moderate intensity to allow the body to rest after the workout. Back to the blog. Not every workout needs to be hard. High-intensity workouts can change your body Yet low to moderate intensity exercise 
can be essential for promoting a complete and full recovery so your body will be prepared for the next challenging workout. Top sports coaches around the world use periodization to help athletes peak for competition. So why not apply the same science to get the results that you want from your workouts? Now, quick side note, me, me free, freestyling here. Periodization comes from the Soviet Union. The former Soviet Union had the best sports scientists in the world. The former so the sports scientists, now keep in mind, if, if you lived in the Soviet Union, whether you were a worker in a factory, whether you worked on a farm, whether you were a soldier in the military, whether you were a dancer in the ballet, whether you're an athlete representing the state in competitions, you belong to the state. <laughs> that was one of the issues with the whole Soviet model. But that's a whole side note. But the Soviet sports scientists in the 50s and 60s were phenomenal. They were some of the best researchers in the world because they wanted to understand how to help people perform better, whether they're working in a factory or whether they're a soldier in the military. And the, and the Soviets realized that exercise is stress on the body, so they would plan periods of rest to help their athletes prepare for competition. Now, the Soviets also realized that the body, when we exercise at high intensity, the body will produce more testosterone and growth hormone. So guess what the Soviets started giving to their athletes to help them recover quicker? And that's where we got performance-enhancing drugs. Anabolic steroids are just, uh, a steroid is a hormone that works on the nucleus of the cell. Anabolic just means growth. Testosterone is an anabolic steroid. It's a hormone that works on the nucleus of the cell. Growth hormone is a peptide hormone. It works on the cell membrane. But what the Soviet sports scientists realized was that when their athletes train really hard, their body produces more of these hormones. So they started giving their... Anyway, that, that's where we get the performance-enhancing drugs, which is giving, giving athletes supplemental hormones to help their body recover quicker. But periodization does the same thing. If you've ever followed a marathon training program, that's been a periodized program. That comes back goes back to Soviet sports scientists that's maybe about 50, 60 years old at this point. Back to the blog. Recovery equals results. The key to getting results from exercise is respecting the role of proper rest and recovery. Yes, when we train, we have to be willing to work to fatigue and be comfortable with being uncomfortable. We have to work to fatigue and be comfortable with being uncomfortable because muscles have to be challenged in order to change. However, the real growth happens when muscles are given the opportunity to properly rest and recover. Understand the science of periodization can help you get the results you want. And look, we got to look no further did Mr. Tom Brady. What's he have, six, seven rings now? One of the reasons why Mr. Brady is performing so well into his later years is his program is based around recovery. You look at his nutrition, you want whatever, avocado smoothies, you can say all that you want about what you think about his methods. They work, right? And what, what, what Tom's methods focus on, Tom's, and I don't know Tom personally, let me put that right out there. I, have no, I don't know uh, Alex Guerrero, is his trainer, Tom Brady. I, I don't know them. I think I lived near Tom for a while when I lived in the Back Bay neighborhood of Boston, but that was by pure happenstance. I don't think I ever saw them out in the neighborhood. But Brady practices periodization and Brady puts recovery into practice. So if you want to know that it works, six, seven Super Bowl rings with two different teams, the proof is in the pudding, as they say. So back to the blog. Alternate intensity. Periodization organizes the application of physical stress applied to the body by manipulating training volume, specifically the amount of intensity, that's the amount of weight used, along with the number of reps and sets performed. When using light weights or body weight exercises, the intensity is so low, the volume, the number of reps and sets can be high. So if you do body weight exercises, you can do as many as you want because it's not a lot of additional stress on the body. 
Heavier weights, higher intensity, results in fewer reps. Muscles can't generate the force to keep the weight moving. The goal of periodization is to organize workouts to alternate between high and low intensity so muscles can experience complete recovery between challenging workouts. Staying with the blog, there is no such thing as muscle confusion. I'll say that again. There is no such thing as muscle confusion. Muscle confusion is a marketing term. It is not necessary to change your exercises with every workout. There should be some consistency in the exercises selected for your workouts. Exercise is movement, and movement is skilled. Being consistent with exercises means you're able to perform more coordinated movement patterns. Here's the thing. You can still do a squat. Sometimes you do a squat with a kettlebell. Sometimes you do a squat with a dumbbell. Sometimes you do a squat with a barbell. It's the same basic movement patterns, but you can load it differently. That's what we should pay attention to. This can be a tough situation because on one hand, you feel like you want to work hard with every single workout. That's the problem that I see a lot of people in the gym. They train too hard. But it's important to realize that the real growth occurs after the workout is over. Practicing the same technical moves for a number of workout sessions, like a barbell deadlift, can help establish essential motor skills and muscle recruitment patterns. However, the other acute variables of exercise program design, specifically exercise selection, intensity, reps, rest intervals, sets, tempo, should be applied in a progressively challenging manner to stimulate results. It is well established that physical adaptations to exercise, including muscle growth and definition, depend on changing these acute variables. Now, if you want to learn more about that, I have a couple of courses. I'll be down below in the show notes. I, I, I go through the education. I go through the science of how your body adapts to exercise. I write these courses for, for fitness professionals. They can earn their continuing education credits, but anybody, anybody can take these courses. And that was my job, and I still do that freelance. I, I get hired by organizations to develop continuing education programs for fitness professionals. But you can do the same. You can take the same course. There's a link down below in the show notes to learn more about how your body adapts to exercise. Back to the blog. Stress, metabolic or mechanical. Resistance training causes two specific types of stress on muscle tissue, metabolic and mechanical. That's it, two types of stress, but both of which provide the necessary stimulus for muscle growth. A properly periodized program should alternate between phases of heavy weight for low reps, that's mechanical stress, when you do heavy weight for low reps, you're, you're applying physical damage to the structures of the muscle proteins and phases of light to moderate rate for high reps to, to, induce meta, to induce fatigue. That's metabolic stress. So heavy weight, low reps is mechanical stress on the body. You're damaging the tissues. Lighter weights for high reps to fatigue is metabolic stress. Metabolic stress, you're depleting muscle cells of available glycogen or available carbohydrate. One way that muscles adapt is muscles will store more carbohydrate. Carbohydrate holds on to water. That's one way muscles grow and one of the reasons why carbohydrate is so important if you train at a high level. Mechanical stress. Mechanical stress will induce a repair process. It, inc- it increases levels of hormones like insulin-like growth factor, growth hormone, and testosterone. Those, growth horm- those hormones, those anabolic hormones, can also stimulate the production of satellite cells. Satellite cells are, can, can attach to the myofibrils the individual muscle fibers and repair them to make them thicker, denser, capable of developing more, more force. So those are two ways that muscles grow. Metabolic stress, fatigue, store more carbohydrate, or mechanical stress, damage the protein structures, and the protein structures repair themselves. Boom. I, okay, back to, the, back to the blog. The acute variables of exercise program design related to creating metabolic or mechanical stress 
are exercise selection, intensity, repetitions, and tempo. Heavier weights move at a slower tempo and apply mechanical stress to muscle fibers. Lighter weights can be moved for more repetitions to achieve a point of metabolic fatigue where no more work can be performed. Alternating workouts between these types of stress can stimulate muscle growth, improve definition, and promote long-term physical adaptations. I'm going to go into two different types of periodization here. There are two different models. Model one is linear periodization. In linear periodization, volume, intensity, and movement complexity are inversely related. As the intensity, the amount of work goes up, as the intensity gradually increases over the course of the training cycle, the volume, the number of reps, should should decrease. As intensity goes up, the number of reps decreases. A linear program can be organized into various components based on length of time. The entire program itself is called the macro cycle. You might have a six-month macro cycle broken up into two-month meso cycles, and within the meso cycles, you have micro cycles. So the whole point based on length of time for each training phase and should include periods of offloading or active rest for optimal adaptation. In a linear periodization program, segments of time can be organized into short microcycles, could be days or weeks, intermediate mesocycles, which could be weeks or months, and long-term macrocycles, which could be months or even years. If you've ever followed a marathon training program, you've probably followed a linear periodization. Your, your volume will gradually increase, but you have periods of time off where you rest, let your body adapt. Think about it. You go heavy for three or four weeks, take a week off, do body weight movements, let your muscles rest. When you're resting, muscles are growing. Keep that in mind. Resting is not being lazy. Talk about periodization. Resting is not being lazy. Rest allows muscles to grow. Nonlinear periodization. The nonlinear model organizes adjustments to acute variables on either a week-to-week or a training session-to-training session basis. Nonlinear models apply varying levels of training stress, which can induce metabolic challenges while allowing for rapid neuroendocrine adaptations. Neuroendocrine are how your hormones are produced in the body. Nonlinear periodization changes the intensity and volume of exercise on a more frequent basis. This allows you to complete two to three high-intensity training sessions per week, along with lower-intensity workouts on other days. This makes it possible to train really hard three days a week while performing lower-intensity workouts on the other days to help the body recover and adapt to the more challenging high-intensity workouts. Linear models of program linear models of periodization are structured to peak for a single event or competitive season. Think about training for a marathon or training for like a football season. Nonlinear models allow individuals to train for multiple events or recreational activities throughout a year. For example, in a linear program, you may use the same weight for the same movements over the course of a two-week microcycle. In a nonlinear program, you can use the same exercise movements with each workout, but apply the acute variables to a strength workout with heavy loads for four to six reps on Monday, followed by a metabolic conditioning workout using lighter loads for 10 to 12 reps on Thursday, then a power-based workout with moderate weights for six to eight reps on, in a workout on Saturday. That way you do Monday, Thursday, Saturday, three days of high-intensity weightlifting, but you're doing different types of weights and different speed movements. If, if you heard my recent, my recent interview with, with Coach Bobby Congleton, he talks about the, um, he, he talks about the conjugated method of training and that's the ba- that's that's the reason why I'm doing one of the reasons why I'm doing this now is kind of give more context to what Bobby and I talk about in the conjugated method interview. So if you if you missed the interview with Bobby Congleton, go back. I think I'll try to remember to link down to that below in the show notes. But understand that this is not muscle confusion. All Beachbodies did was they took the marketing and they said, hey, we're gonna call this muscle confusion, 
but this is nonlinear periodization that goes back to a Soviet researcher named Yedvev back in the late 50s, early 60s when he put his athletes on that. So nonlinear periodization means you do like a heavy one day, light another day, and then you do explosive on a third day of the week. It's just different ways to train that. doesn't mean, say you do heavy on Monday, Tuesday maybe do a yoga class, maybe Tuesday you do indoor cycling, you do different type of stress on the body. And if you want to see a different example, you can read the blog, which will be linked down below. Pain, back to the blog, pain is not weakness leaving the body. There's a difference between workouts that cause pain and those that make you uncomfortable. Pain is a signal that something is wrong, which means stop. Say that again. Pain means something is wrong. Pain, if you feel pain, stop. Pain could cause muscle tightness, which changes how joints move. If joint motion is a change as a result of tightness or injury, it could cause an even worse injury. Another reason why it's necessary to alternate between high and low intensity workouts. Here's what we do want with exercise. Discomfort equals growth. Exercise should not cause pain. Exercise should create discomfort. Discomfort means that your body's being pushed at a higher capacity. This is, effective, this is an effective way to think about exercise. You're trying to become comfortable being physically uncomfortable. That feeling of discomfort means that your body's being pushed to new boundaries. You're pushing yourself. You're getting out of your comfort zone. The body's going to grow and adapt. That's why you need to rest after a period that after after you do a workout that pushes you beyond your comfort zone, you need to rest to allow your tissues and your body to adapt. While important, this does not need to occur every workout. Applying the science of periodization means that you're doing fewer high-intensity workouts and that could produce the results that you want. Rest is not a four-letter word. Being uncomfortable means that you're experiencing physical changes, and that's what we should be striving for in our workouts. It helps to, to explain why periods of high-intensity exercise should be followed by periods of rest or lower intensity. Understanding how to apply periodization gives you the ability to change the volume and intensity of your workouts while allowing for appropriate levels of rest and recovery. Even if you love to exercise, you'll definitely appreciate the fact that rest is a long-term part of your fitness plan. And I mean that. So, But if you look at one or two days a week, like one day a week should be a day where maybe the most strenuous thing you do that day is go for a walk or, or you take an easy bike ride. But nonlinear periodization, for most of us that aren't training for anything specific, nonlinear periodization is going to be the most practical application of this. One day you go heavy, another day you go light, maybe a third day you go explosive. They're different days. I play around with one day I might do barbell training, another day I might do dumbbell training, third day I might do kettlebell training. Throw in there every three or four workouts, maybe do a TRX bodyweight workout. There are different ways to apply this. If you go to the All About Fitness podcast channel on YouTube, you see different workouts I put up. If you read this stuff I write, if you go to PeteMcCallFitness.com, that's where I read that blog from. You can see different things I write that show you how to apply that. The courses that I have, the online education that I have, will teach you how to apply it. The idea that I want to do with this podcast is help you think like a sports scientist. Doesn't mean you need to go back to school and study this stuff. I'll study it for you. You keep listening to the podcast, and I'll teach you how to, I'll teach you how to apply that. But periodization is something that you should be doing with your workouts if you're not already. Not every workout needs to be high intensity. We need some workouts that push us and some workouts that allow us to rest and recover. A lot of the experts I have on the show, Brad Schoenfeld, Stuart McGill, these are these are guys with PhDs that have been studying this stuff for years, will back this stuff up with what I'm talking about. I'm just trying to bring it to you so you can learn how to use exercise to enhance the quality of life and reach all the goals that you want. Hey, thanks for stopping by, and I certainly look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness.